Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 81 of the Citric Session. I'm Bill Sutton, your guest host for this episode, as your regular host, Andy Whiteside. Our Zentegra's CEO is traveling this week, and he's unable to join us. But of course, as usual, I do have Ben Rogers with us today. Ben is a local sales engineer and healthcare specialist for Citric, and he, Citrix, and he joins us from time to time. How's it going today, Ben? Hey Bill, how are you doing? Uh, I was excited to I was excited and disappointed this morning when I heard Andy would not be able to attend. But the fact he's out there traveling and he's getting back in the real world, I got to applaud him there. So as disappointed as I am with his absence, <clears throat> I like to hear that he's out there trying to to get in front of customers and, and you know get things back to normal as we can. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing talking talking to some partners and spending some time with customers. So he's out in the out in the western part of the country, at least for the next couple of days, and then he'll be back, uh, back in the saddle for hopefully for a, for another podcast next week. Um, so um, what we're going to do today is a little bit different. You know, Andy's not here, so we can break the rules a little bit. Uh, of course, he'll listen to this later and smack me for it, I'm sure. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, Ben and I have uh, had a discussion about a couple of topics, and we thought we'd kind of just spend a little bit of time today talking about Citrix environments built in Azure. Both of us have a little bit of experience with that, but we've kind of uh, kind of run into some challenges here and there and thought we might just have a discussion back and forth and, and share what we've learned and, and tips and tricks and those sorts of things. So, Ben, you want to kind of start off with where you are in that with Azure? Sure. Sure. I, I, I will put a heavy disclaimer on this, as, <laughs> as you alluded to, for our listeners. Um, let me just say this podcast for me personally is, is a way to share what I'm experiencing in my journey, learning Citrix, which I'm constantly learning because, you know, as we all know, it's constantly changing to market demand. So I say to my listeners, if there's anything that we make a comment in this podcast that you don't feel is accurate or, you know, is not accurate, feel free to email us challenge us, educate us in any way. I think Bill and I really come from the court of, I'm not an expert at any of this. Man, I've worked in this business a long time. And I think one of the things I can definitely take away is that the ball's continuously moving. So I will never say I'm an expert. I just give what I'm seeing from what I'm dealing with. So what, what's been in my ballpark here of late is you know, a lot of customers since the pandemic are seeing a need to get some cloud platform out there. Some is for DR business continuity reasons. Others for when during the pandemic, they saw their infrastructure get stressed. They did not have a lot of options outside of just going out and buying more hardware to deal with that stress. So now that that wave's kind of come and now it's receding a little bit, a lot of companies are looking at how do we deal with the next thing that's coming down the pipe, whether it be, God forbid, another pandemic or a natural disaster. You know, the people out here on the eastern coast of North Carolina, it's hurricane season right now. Yeah. So when yeah. one of these bad boys rolls across the Atlantic, we have to be prepared. But uh, what I've been dealing with is just talking to customers about how can you maximize your on-prem environment as well as build some you know, redundancy for DR or way to scale for additional capacity, you know, if you've got workload coming on. So that's kind of where I'm going to come at for the conversation is how can you go from strictly on-prem to introducing Azure and also introducing Azure in a way of disaster recovery and scale out for performance if you need. Yeah. And hey, I think, Ben, you would agree that Citrus Cloud plays plays really well into this uh 
into this, this concept of having multiple resource locations or locations where your VDAs, your actual session host servers run, you know, the ability to interconnect those environments and make them work uh, you know, in a DR scenario or even active-active scenario is much simpler now with the control plane hosted in a central location in Citrix Cloud. Yeah, and there's there's a couple of things that I've definitely learned in this journey. Uh, you know, ADCs still yep. play a major part in this with load balancing because we have a virtual ADC that can actually sit inside of the Azure environment. So I look at some of the companies and they go, ah, we've got something else to learn. And and you've made the perfect comment. We can take a lot of what you know today, specifically with Citrix Cloud and, you know, Studio in Citrix Cloud. A lot of administrators think Studio's disappeared when they go to Citrix Cloud. That's not true. Studio is still in Citrix Cloud. Uh, but the ADC management and being able to do ADM, a lot of the things that customers are used to doing today on-prem transfer real nicely to the cloud, uh, is particularly to Azure. And what we have the ability to tell customers is you can take your skill set and you can apply that to Azure and you can take the same panes of glass that you've been looking at for years and those can transfer to Azure and you can manage an Azure environment as easily as you can in on-prem environment using you know, our cloud infrastructure and our ADM infrastructure. Absolutely, but uh, but of course, the you know customers that are familiar working in vCenter or working in SCVMM or or even a Citrix Zen Center, Azure's a different world. Um, yeah, you're still dealing with virtual machines. You're still dealing with virtual networks. Uh, it's not all that much more complicated, but it is different, um, and it does. There is a learning curve there, as I think you've discovered. Yeah, I have, and, and you know what what helped me was you know the task that I've I've been dealt with is, you know, I, I need to bolt on-prem into Azure and where that gets really sticky is where you talk about authentication and okay. how do you make the authentication from either realm? And, and I am definitely not an expert in this. I, I had to lean on my manager, Jeremy Myers, to explain mm -hmm. the basics to me and, and I have a little bit of a concept of it now, but the more I learn about it, the more questions I have. Like, yeah, Bill, I'll open it out there. And again, to our listeners, if you got some answers on this, please feel free to contact me. My email is ben, ben.rogers at citrix.com. But with the authentication piece, you know, you really have to make that where traditional AD on-prem, but you've got to have a way of extending that out to Azure in case somebody's not coming from the on-prem environment, in case they're coming from an Azure environment trying to get back into on-prem. So one of the things that I've had to diligently, you know, kind of deal with is how do you extend that AD out to Azure? And right. so talking to my boss, you know, I know there's AD Connect, but a lot of these things have some limitations that I'm not 100% sure if I understand all limitations. So, Bill, I've got a question for you. How have you dealt with, you know, on-prem AD and extending that out to Azure and giving, you know, people that are coming from an Azure-only environment trying to get back into on-prem? How have you dealt with some of those challenges? Well, yeah, one, that's a good question, and I'll I'll echo some of what you already said, which is the the authentication thing is, is in my view is kind of the the Achilles heel of all of this. It's it's really there's so many different options. It's kind of like everything these days. You go to Amazon, you look up a, a camping chair, and you get a gazillion options. There's a gazillion different options and different ways to do it. But what we've experienced, you know, my my consulting team running runs into this a lot, and depending on how deep it goes, sometimes I have to bring in specialists through our bench, but uh, 
but at the end of the day, uh, I think to your core question, how we've handled the, the 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 extension of AD into the cloud is leveraging AD Connect, uh, making sure that the AD objects on prem have have the uh, UPN defined in them that will link them with the appropriate AD account, and normally that will that will solve the core problem. Um, not always. Um, there are some considerations, obviously, on the BDAs that are running in Azure. They must be joined to your domain. Um, and, and I believe that's the way we've approached it. Again, um, I'm not the guy pushing the buttons. Um, I've got a team of folks that do that. And, and you know, we we do this every day with customers that because the majority of customers have got, you know, Microsoft 365, formerly Office 365, running in the cloud, which uses the Azure AD uh, for authentication. Um, so we have to link that somehow back to uh, on-prem AD to, to sync so that they use the same, the same uh, authentication mechanism. And once you've done that, typically that will uh, that'll solve the problem of being able to get into the, the virtual apps and desktops. Interesting. So let me ask you this question. Now, Azure AD, uh, in some of my environments, you know, I only had to sync to Azure AD. I never had to really authenticate to Azure AD. I could keep my authentication to Active Directory. Yes. At what point do you say to customers, hey, you've got everything synced, you are, you know, cloud ready. What, at what point do you cut it from the Active Directory AD to solely Azure AD? And I know there's some limitations with Azure AD, but I'm again, I'm just learning the tip of the iceberg here. So, kind of explain a little bit of that, Bill. Yeah, to, well, if you don't mind. you're you're delving into an area that's somewhat of a black box for me, to be honest with for me personally, to be honest with you. I, I've, I've like you spent time working with Jeremy. I've spent a lot of time talking to my consultants about, you know, how does this work and how does it function. But I think fundamentally, um, you know, we. The, when, when we have a cloud-based environment, that is VDAs running in Azure, the customers used to, used to their, their staff logging in using their, their UPN or their Azure AD credentials um, that are then synced back to their on-premises AD, um, they, they normally will, if that's what they're using for Office, then we're going to leverage that through the Citrix cloud control plane as the authentication for their VDAs. Um, and it it somehow it does some magic in the background where it links it with the actual AD account and uses that for the backend authentication. Um, so I don't know that we have, you know, if you've got a customer that's using their standard AD accounts, you know, like B Sutton or B Rogers, um, as opposed to the full UPN, then at some point you've got to cut them over. Uh, typically, they're probably cut over when they go to Office 365 because they have to use the UPN for that in most cases. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I think that's the that's the tipping point is once you if you if the customer already has Office 365 or other Azure based tenants, then they're probably going to want to leverage the UPN that is the Azure AD account. And they just make sure that's synced with on-prem Active Directory. If you're asking at what point can we eliminate on-prem Active Directory, I don't think we're there yet. Um, there, there is so, some there is some move, I, I believe, to leverage Azure AD join. For VDAs, uh, I think that's actually starting to become supported. Uh, we've had some customers that have tried to do that, leveraging Endpoint Manager and things like that to manage the workloads. But um, I'm honestly not sure where that stands and whether that solves the problem at this point. So there was uh, some, you know, Jeremy, my manager and very very good boss. Uh, I can't yeah. I can't compliment him enough, man. He's been he's been a god a godsend for me joining Citrix. But one of the things that, you know, I love about Jeremy is Jeremy's the type of manager that he'll let you 
he'll let you kind of brainstorm and he won't try to correct you. He'll let you kind of paint the picture and then he'll come back and go, here's where your colors need a little bit of work. And so, uh, when, when I first got into this project, you know, I went to him and said, Hey man, I've got to utilize some Azure. I got to connect that. I got to connect AD out to Azure. And so I kind of, uh, as I learned a little bit, I got a little cocky and would go back to him and go lessons that I've learned. So one of the things that I attempted to do in our lab was just get rid of that AD altogether, the traditional AD. And I got hit with, you know, there's no domain join in Azure AD yet. And right. man, I just kind of discovered this over the last couple of days. So I haven't yep. had time to research that. Tell me what you know about that, Bill, because that struck me, you know, to the core of my, you know, no, no domain join on the machine. And to your point, you can't get a cloud connector in the Citrix cloud without being domain joined. So I'm kind of like a little bit mystified and a little bit stumped right now is how does this go forward, particularly cloud connectors connecting in. And so what do you know there? and Where do you see that going, Bill? That, that kind of tripped me out when my boss told me that over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The, the VDAs and the cloud connectors have to join to the, have to join to an active traditional active directory domain. Now there is something called active directory domain services or ADDS. Of course you, when you think about it, you've got active directory domain, which is your on-premises traditional, You've got Azure AD, which is your uh, which is your identity provider in Azure, and then you've got uh, Azure ADDS or Azure Active Directory Domain Services. That is like the traditional AD in the cloud, but it has some limitations. Um, that you can domain join a machine to Azure ADDS, uh, but that means you don't have any other domain controllers anywhere else. That Azure ADDS becomes your domain structure in the cloud, but it can't do things like like uh, like certificate authorities. So if you want to do FAS or you want to you want to issue smart cards or anything like that, Azure ADDS does not currently, at least the last time I checked, support that. Um, so when you're dealing with Citrix workloads today, they they can't join Azure AD um, because it's not really a fully fledged domain services. It really was designed initially as just a simplified identity provider for access to cloud resources. So when you think about it, if you if you sign up for, um, I don't know, you sign up for a, a, a newspaper service or something where you're logging in, you're creating your username and password in, like in my, my case, I live in Richmond, Virginia. So I have an account for Richmond Times Dispatch. And I, I created that account, my email address and a password, and I can log into that and access my newspaper and all that sort of thing. So the, the Times Dispatch becomes the identity provider for access to their environment. It doesn't do anything else. Azure AD, and this is highly oversimplified, but Azure AD is very similar. It's an identity provider to obtain access to cloud-based services. It was not designed as a formal replacement for Azure for Active Directory domain environments. Uh, it, they created a link through AD Connect because they recognized that customers would want to be able to leverage their on-premises AD for the purposes of accessing cloud resources. Otherwise, you'd have two different accounts, right? Um, but that has yeah. not made its way to a full-fledged cloud-based, when I say full-fledged, I mean all the features. Just like anything else, there's not yet feature parity in the cloud between an on-prem AD environment and the cloud-based AD environment. ADDS was an attempt, but it's limited. Um, I do think, however, that we're going to see at some point um, the ability to join, and I use air quotes for that, to join machines to yeah. Azure AD. <laughs> Um, because I'm already seeing some, I've, I've run into that on a couple of projects where the customers say, because I heard about it, uh, I personally heard about it just a month or so ago when uh, 
when someone said, well, we, we want to do Azure AD join. And I kind of felt stupid. I was like, well, what is, I'm not, I haven't heard of that. What is that? Well, it's relatively new where you can actually join a machine to Azure AD, similar to what you can do with on-premises AD, but I don't think it's fully there yet, like GPOs and okay. things like that. But I haven't okay. looked into it. Okay. It's probably worth looking into, but I don't think that's fully supported all the way through the stack yet. That's interesting. See, that's uh, when you say that the attention for the Azure AD was for cl for cloud-based authentication, you know, I I wonder, you know, in, in Microsoft's mind, did they see this on play where both environments would have to exist with each other, you know, particularly like in healthcare and finance where, you know, not all the apps have gotten cloud first yet. You know, we still have a right. lot of legacy apps out there and you still have organizations that are running legacy apps at legacy versions of those apps. So, uh it's just it's just me interesting when, you know, I've been a traditionally on-prem engineer. I've had Citrix on-prem, manage the data centers, the infrastructure. So to start my journey diving in the cloud and, you know, really you've said four things there very astutely with the different versions of the way AD can be absorbed in Azure. Knowing all those rules, knowing what the limitations are, I mean, it, it's very interesting to me. So again, listeners, I I... I will never say that I'm the expert. I'm constantly listening to this. So if any of the listeners has a good guide that could spearhead all this for me, please send it to me because that helps me absorb and helps me do my job better. But again, I'm probably like most listeners, I'm learning as, as I'm, I'm, I'm working. So uh, Bill, thank you for that, man. I appreciate the explanation of that because that's going to help me with a project that I'm trying to put together right now in my lab. And it has to do with how do I coexist with the on-prem AD but bring in Azure resources. And to your point, man, I'm using Citrix Cloud. I've been lucky because my deployment of the machines I've been able to do through Citrix Cloud. I haven't really had to touch the right. Azure piece except for setting the cloud connector up to bolt it in and uh, my template that I needed to use to build my master image. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, we we have some we have customers that will set up and say, "I want, I want, um, I want my environment in Azure. I want uh, a DR environment in Azure." And the first thing we'll say, "Well, you got to have an AD presence, so you're going to have to have a domain controller built up there because we don't recommend typically uh, doing authentication over a VPN unless it's an express route." Um, but uh, so you need a domain controller in Azure uh, and in in a in an accessible subnet from your VDAs that they can join to and then the authentication can, can occur too. So that's kind of the, the first step. Um, and then of course you build your virtual networks and you build your VMs, your resource groups and all the other constructs that are required in Azure. Get your cloud connectors joined in there and then get your users uh, or your, you start testing you know, from Citrix Cloud, either via on-prem, either via a, a pair of ADCs in Azure itself or leveraging the gateway service in Citrix Cloud. Um, yeah. And then, then it gets a little complicated because you need to make sure that they're going to use their Azure AD credentials. They don't have to. They can use their traditional AD credentials if you want to set it up that way. It depends on how you set it up in Citrix Cloud. If you say it's Azure AD, then you're going to have to have um, certain settings on your, your AD Connect server to make sure that those credentials and the, the IDs are linked to one another so that they can authenticate using their UPN, the same authentication they use for Citrix or for Office 365. Um, so the first step in that is making sure they have an AD presence in, in Azure um, of some sort. And if they want to do Azure ADDS, we had one customer do that. 
um, and they needed to do FAS for a purpose I cannot recall. And FAS requires a certificate authority. So they had to end up building another domain or moving out of ADDS because it doesn't support an enterprise CA, like I said. And I always, always like to bring that up on these, these calls. So customers are clear if they use ADDS, it's great. It works. It's just if you're ever going to need a CA, you're going to have a challenge. Yeah. So the, the first piece of that that you talked about, getting a, getting a domain controller in the Azure infrastructure, that can be a bear because that starts to get into some networking. And, and you know, I, I had some challenges with that in our lab environment. Now, luckily, you know, I work for Citrix and there's lots of smart people in this company. Uh, we're sure. looking at potentially bolting our demo environment into Azure AD and, you know, we're looking at, uh, there's been, you know, there's been a couple of ways they've, they've told me we could kind of slice that out. ADCs is what I thought, but I've had some other engineers come back and say, do it with SD-WAN. And the reason yeah. they say do it with SD-WAN is that, you know, it's, it, from what I understand, the VPN capabilities of SD-WAN is a little bit cleaner, a little bit easier yeah. to set up. But then you get into some of this where you're going to that SD-WAN box and you're able to go, do I need to go back to the backplane or do I need to go to the resource? I.e., do I need to go back to Azure infrastructure to get my next set of commands or my next set of data points? Or, or am I needing to go to Teams because I'm in a Teams, Teams uh, session that I've launched from Citrix? So I, I got really knee-deep in that comment of you got to put an AD controller in Azure. That sparked an onion for me because then it was like, all right, how do I get connected to Azure yeah. to the point that I can put an AD server out there so that they can talk to each other? You'd have to have a VPN or an express route. And when you're dealing with a yeah. lab environment, it gets a little bit challenging, particularly if you're coming from home internet because of the way those are structured. Um, there may yeah. be, there, there are other ways to slice and dice that, that, that I'm, I, I've, I've had some folks, some of my, my team have, has done in, in lab type environments. Uh, there may be a way to have an AD controller or an AD server on-prem and then do AD connect up to the cloud where you don't have to have it, but it gets a little tricky with the authentication then. And one thing we really haven't talked about is where customers, particularly a lot of customers now will look at other authentication providers like Ping Identity or Okta, um, that play yeah. into that. And then you start looking at things like FAS that need to be in the, be a part of it. And it, it can really get hairy there when you start adding in these other layers. Um, you know, even if it's just MFA, you still may have uh, other layers that need to be added in. But the basics are tough enough when you start adding the layers in, it, uh, <laughs> it compounds it, just like anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man, for sure. I, I uh, like I said, you know, got, my boss is just a godsend. So, oh, yeah. and he again, he lets me he lets me talk, and then he'll go, okay, this is where you were mistaken. So he he and I had an interesting conversation. Right now, I'm only authenticating to AD in my right. lab environment right now. Um, I've I've talked to him about turning on Azure AD, and then he kind of stepped back and was like, well, you know, do you know the limitations? And this domain join thing was a big limitation. It kind of x that out, but right. uh, that's the next that's the next journey that I've got to have in my mind. Is I've got to now I, I I've I've got a few more things I got to button up with the lab, but after that, I think the next piece that I want to do is I want to go. Okay, I want to flip the switch, and and then on the Citrix side, it's real easy. It's a radio button. Yeah, right. go to authentication and go, you're no longer doing AD, you're now doing Azure AD and you answer exactly. you answer all the questions. So so part of our 
and I'm going to do a citric spill here. You know, I'm going to get on the, the, the pipe here a little bit because I'm an employee and I believe in our products. But we really do make that authentication change easy in the cloud platform. I mean, it's simply if you want to change technologies or you want to test technologies, it's real easy on those radio button sides. And then the other pieces are networking, our networking products. Man, I'm a core engineer and I know about our networking products, but when I really have a problem and I have to go to our networking pillar or suite and talk to them, man, those guys got a lot of ways to solve problems. And so oh, when I went to them with when I went to them with this VPN thing and connecting the the demo center to the cloud, you know, the, the various options that I got, it was like, wow, man, we really do have a lot of ways, you know, are you needing to do SD-WAN where you need to do circuit breakout or circuit protection or circuit redundancy, or can you do it with ADC? If you can do it with ADC, guess what? You're going to do it out of ADM, a tool you've been using so long. And that's kind of how I figured out that we could put the ADCs in uh in azure so just lots of options and lots of ways for uh citrix to be able to solve those problems for you so you know to our listeners i hope you guys have appreciated kind of a a raw version of this where bill and i have said hey let's peel back what we don't know and what we do know and you know any listeners out there that want to join in on this please email us and i'm always hungry for information and some of the best advice I've, I've gotten, you know, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I sat down with a CIO in a college and he really did redefine in my mind what colleges were doing. So some of the best advice I get are from users of the technology. So uh, very interesting phone call to, to today or podcast today, Bill. I, I appreciate you willing to go out on a limb like this with me. Yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate you willing to, to, to run with it as well. I, I think uh, you know, a lot of good, a lot of things talked about here are some, a lot of things that are still kind of up in the air. I think you know. I think that you've got a good, solid understanding, and and uh, I'm I'm by no means an expert on this. I have a team of consultants that are, and I can obviously bring those to bear as needed to help you or to help customers. So you know, like like Ben said, um, if any listeners out there want to contact us and tell us we're 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 full of it and you know everything we talked about was wrong, that's fine. Just be kind. Um, it's ben.rogers.citrix.com <laughs> or bill.sutton at zentegra.com. So, Ben, I appreciate you taking the time this morning for us to kind of do an ad hoc uh, ad hoc uh, podcast here and just talk about some things that are on our minds and um, have a have a good week. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get back to it next week. Hey, Bill, you do the same. And to our listeners, I ha- again, I hope you appreciate this. I think in the end, we're all in this together, man. We all yeah. face the same. When I was in healthcare and I would sit down with healthcare CIOs as a director, I would hear the same things from each CIO. So I do believe we all have the same challenges. And the boat moves fast for me, man. Sometimes I look at the pier and go, hey, can we just stop? <laughs> that never happened. I, hear you. So, uh, I agree I, with you yeah, there. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I keep learning, and like I said, I hope our listeners appreciate a little a little uh, little heartfelt moment where we said, "Hey, you know, this, these are the things we're seeing and the questions we have." And Bill, I appreciate the knowledge you've uh, educated me on a few things that I'm I'm hungry to get back in my lab today and and kind of go, "Where are those radio buttons at?" Exactly. Yeah. All right, Ben. Thanks a lot, man, and thanks to listeners, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good week.